buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from Remax Results. Uh, Gary, how are you this afternoon? Jim, we're doing real good. Real fine day here in the Twin Ports. It is. Um, are you uh, happy that it's August? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's the dog days of summer, but it's also, uh, we've got that, uh, that weather on the horizon that I don't like. <laughs> oh, I hear you there. Yeah, it's been it's been a beautiful summer, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it, it really has been. We haven't had much rain, and the weather's been just really nice. And uh, so it's been a really really tremendous summer, actually. Yes, and the real estate game has been um, very very busy as well. So uh, I um. Today is the seventh uh, of August that we're recording, and and I just met a home inspector. And I was asking him, you know, how his how his schedule was, and he's like, "Wow, I I could do more home inspections every day if I had the ability, you know." So there's a lot of them, a lot of them going down. Um, they're they're running about two or three home inspections a day, maybe four if they uh, if they start at like six a.m. But wow, that's a uh, that's some kind of uh, um, process because a home inspection generally takes about two and a half hours, you know. So that was very interesting. Yeah. And and one of our local home inspectors is down. He he cut his hand pretty severely, and so he hasn't been able to do inspections. Oh, who's that? And so that's Jim James. Oh, I didn't know that. I just heard he was thinking about retiring. Well, no, he he cut his hand pretty severely over the Fourth of July holiday, and I've been uh, trying to get a hold of him. And he said, I'm, "I'm down right now until my hand heals." And he had posted a picture of it. It was a pretty gnarly little gash that he had on his hand. So, um, so that's not helping with the with the uh, the volume of inspections that are going on that right. he's down. Well, you know, no, um, that you know, you're supposed to fillet the fish, not the hand. So that's what I would. <laughs> That's what I would tell Jim because I know he's a big fisherman. Yes, that he is. Yes. Oh man. Um, but Jim, we have a big topic that we have to deal with in the real estate community here, and um, it's it's starting to. Uh, I'm not going to say rear its ugly head, but it's it's starting to have an impact on the real estate community and and home sellers and 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 obviously buyers, people that are buying homes, and that's the sewer lateral line uh issue the inflow and infiltration the i and i whatever we want to call it right that's that is um uh overseen by the western lake superior sanitary district or wlssd as we call it locally here and any municipality that's connected to the wlssd has to provide an annual update uh as to properties as to the the volume of water that they have contributing to the sanitary system, be it from, uh, you know, what, what we're dealing with with homeowners is the sewer lateral line now to see if that's um, uh, all these lateral lines uh, within these municipalities have to be inspected when um, uh, to see if they're contributing to the sanitary sewer. Now, Duluth has a policy 
Hermantown has a policy, Cloquet has a policy, Rice Lake has a policy, Knife River has a policy. And we, we're starting to, to get a handle on what these policies are on some of the bigger markets that we deal with. And, and Duluth, for example, has a, it's not a mandated, what we call point of sale, that when you sell your house, you have to have these lateral lines inspected. Uh, unlike the sump pump, you still have to have it inspected for the sump pump, but the sewer lateral line, the city of Duluth has taken an approach to where they're, they're looking at different areas of the city that, that are the most troublesome. And they started up at, on Park Point this year. They started down at the end towards the uh, airport down there, and they're working their way back up to the S-curve. Uh, and then there's a small portion of Lakeside that they've targeted. And all the homeowners associated with this had, had received uh, um, letters stating that this, you know, what this program was. And, and there are grant monies that are available by the city. Um, and there are two different types of grant grant monies available. And one of them is, is currently run out. And that's the $2,000 grant um, is available is not available until any longer until after the uh, first of January. Right. Uh, and that money is if you call arbitrarily and, and say, hey, you know, my lateral line's got to be changed. I had it inspected. Uh, they will only give you two thousand dollars. But that one, that two thousand dollars is no is currently not available. <clears throat> There's another one that if the city contacts you and says, hey, your system has to be up updated. Uh, there's a $4,000 grant and those monies are still available. Uh, and, um, and the, the average cost of this up of, of having your sewer lateral line change, Jim is about $6,500. Uh, but, but there are different contractors. They all have different pricings. Uh, the inspection to scope the line is about say 225 to 275, somewhere in there. And the biggest issue that we're dealing with right now, Jim is Proctor. And Proctor has what we call a point of sale. Right. That if you're yep. selling your house, um, you have to have that lateral line inspected, and the results have to be sent to the city of Proctor. And the city of Proctor then reviews it and okays it, or it doesn't. And I've been involved in two of these so far this year with Proctor. Remember, this just went into effect in February. Right. And one recent one to where the, the when they did the, the scoping of the line, there were two things here. In the house, they had a J, what we call a J-trap, right, which yep. is, it, it, it looks, if you look under your sink and look at your drain pipe coming out of your sink, there's a little trap down there. It's similar to that. Um, and if they go to put the camera through there, they, they nine out of 10 times, they can't get that camera through right, that yeah. J-trap. It's too much of so a So first of all, yep. they have to remove the J-trap and and then they have to uh, go out and and take the camera line and get it through there and, and inspect the sewer lateral line. So to remove a J trap in this particular case, it was about eighteen hundred dollars. Uh, and then the camering of the line, if they if they have to remove the J trap, they they charge you for the camering. If the city of Proctor says it has to be the lateral line has to be changed, then you have to get a second camera scoping done after it's done so uh you know in this particular case this is about a five thousand dollar deal when it was all said and done when right you, um yeah and it was over five thousand dollars and so on this particular one the buyer and seller were able to negotiate a cost between them uh so the seller didn't share the burden in that but these clay tiles from you know what my understanding is is if there's any clay tile up there in that proctor area 
it's they're going to call it. And so if, if we're selling houses in Proctor and the, and the homeowners aren't aware of this uh, and you get surprised by this because you, you find out about it after you get an offer on your house and they do it as part of an inspection, that's a pretty hefty amount of money that has to be done. That has to be paid for. Right. And if you, if you can't negotiate with a buyer and a buyer like backs out of the deal because of it, um, the work's still going to be done. Right, because now you're on record, right? Yeah, and so this is this is a pretty significant <coughs> issue. And we just want to caution the, the homeowners out there. You know, if if you're thinking if you're in Proctor and thinking about selling your house, give us a call. You know, because we we've been through this. We can help you be you know navigate through it and and really what all the the uh, ups and downs are 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 involved with this because because it's a significant issue, Jim. And there's a lot of older houses up there, and and there's a lot of clay clay tile lateral lines. And if they've all got to be replaced, that's going to be a pretty, that's going to be a lot of stuff uh, that has to be dealt with when you sell a house up in Proctor. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't, I don't know how we're doing on time, but we've got Cloquet and we've got Vermintown to talk about as well, but what their policies are. Yeah. No, we've got another three minutes, so let's do that. Okay. Hermantown, I know Hermantown passed uh, their policy in July and I don't, Hermantown really isn't engaging in, in, in actively, uh, pursuing their policy until after the first of the year. So, uh, you know, as we as agents, we're walking into people's houses now, and if they're in one of these municipalities, if we have a buyer, we're explaining it to the buyer. Sometimes the buyers want to do the inspection. Sometimes they ask the seller to do the inspections. But I think it it, it bodes well that at least everybody on, is aware of this and, and has an understanding of, of what's going on. And Cloquet, Jim, is another one and Cloquet's policy uh, was has all of these these municipalities that pushed these policies back a little bit because of the COVID issue right. but um, uh, Cloquet voted on theirs in mid-July and their policy uh, goes into effect as of September 1 so if we have a pending sale up there and it closes before September 1 it's fine no inspection needed but anything after September 1 is uh, uh, is going to need these ins- inspections, and Cloquet um, uh, all also is talking about having grant monies available. Uh, that's uh, undetermined at this point, but but they that is on record that they do have that, uh, and and what the level of grant money is, we certainly don't know. But you know, we'll bring that to you when we do. But but Cloquet is going to require an air test. Really? So what's you know, the, so, so that's different than the camera. Well, it, it says on on their uh, within their ordinance that it's uh, the system has to hold air. Yeah. So, if it regardless of of, of uh, whether or not they're going to require it to be cameraed, it no, does I say think that, that, that it's actually the air test sounds more more like a solution than the camera test because I think a camera could miss things, but the the air test is certainly is not. You know. No, no. The air test is is a uh, certainly one of the ways that they see if those systems are all sealed. But uh, okay, well, um, we're we're about so in it, we're at our break time. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt you there. So folks, hang in there. We'll be right back. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDAL. All right, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher from Remax Results. If you want to get a hold of me, folks, my telephone number is 
348-7653. And Gary? Folks, you can reach me or text me at 218-390-0615. Perfect. All right, let's finish up with these lateral lines. Um, I think we were talking about Cloquet and Hermantown. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, Jim, this is going to be uh, a significant issue for homeowners and uh, understanding this process and how it relates to them when they sell their house or as a buyer when they're coming in and buying these houses. Uh, I think this is, is something that if we as, as real estate agents aren't communicating this uh, to people, then they're, I think we put ourselves in a, a potential situation to, to look bad, you know, to be, right. uh, you know, it, it's, it, you can get humbled in this business very easily. And if you don't do your homework and understand the issues that we deal with, um, it can be something that puts a, an undue burden on a on a seller and or a buyer. And so, right. when we're when we're when we're dealing with sellers, Jim, uh, in these municipalities that are going to deal with this, we have to have these conversations up front with them. And it's it's we have to be very frank with them. And and this is something that we're not, you know, we're not governing as the real estate community, or we're not doing. This is the the Western Lake Superior Sanitary District that. Uh, if you remember, was mandated by the federal government, uh, and this may go back 20 years ago, to reduce these overflow spillages going into Lake Superior. And that's why we started the sump pump program, uh, and now it's it's advanced into the uh, sewer lateral lines. And this is all part of what we call the inflow and infiltration program, right. and and making sure we keep this the, the groundwaters, the gray waters, uh, the waters that don't need to go into the sanitary. Uh, sewer system that we keep them out of there, and and that's having and, and and in Duluth, for example, the infrastructure of so many houses is so old, right? And uh, yeah, well, uh, and they, everywhere, would, uh, yep. Uh, well, everywhere you go to Proctor and you go to Pouquet and not so much Hermantown, but uh, there's a lot of old housing stock and a lot of those clay tile liners for the sewer lateral lines. There, that's what they have, and so. Um, I think as we move down the road, Jim, I don't know how big of an issue this is going to be, but but I will say this. This is what we call an in, in some intrusive uh, issue. And what I mean by that is if you've got to have your lateral line replaced, they come in and they dig up they dig up the ground around your house. And and wherever that line runs, be it does it run out the front of the house to the street, does it run out the back to the alley or the side or whatever? You're going to have a, probably a four to five foot wide trench, and it's going to be six to eight foot deep, and and that's a pretty big deal. And, yeah, and, it's yeah, it's a mess. So, yep. And it is a mess, and it's and I've watched these. I've been on the site when these have happened, and so you know you look at it and it's like, wow, this is this is a this is a significant issue here. Um, now, when the when they're done. You know, there are contractors out there, and they're good at this. And, and I'm, I would assume that we're going to get a list of all the contractors that are going to be doing this, and we can certainly provide those to people. But a lot of the, the – and I would say most of these contractors are really good about uh, when they put the dirt back and they, they level out the ground. It, they do a good job with it. But you're going to have settling. Oh, yeah. And they, they can sod, they can seed and put straw over it, they can do whatever. But at the end of the day, you're going to have settling that's going to occur. And so you could have some dips in your lawn after it's all said and done. And it may take a year 
a, 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 a file free cycle that to, to notice that. But I do think that that's a reality and that, and that can happen. Yeah. And so people just have to be aware of all this stuff, Jim. I and mean, we just have to make sure we're telling, telling people and, and letting them know. Exactly. All right, Gary, I've got something that I want to talk about. Um, this is going to loom on the, uh, I think it's going to, it's, it's alive for realtors right now, but um, kind of, it's been breaking, but it really kind of hit momentum here a couple of days ago. And um, do you know what they used to call a bedroom before it was called a bedroom? A room? A chamber. A chamber. Right? Now that makes, now, now you go, of course, right? Well, the term master bedroom is under huge scrutiny right now. And yes. the term might be completely removed from, you know, even us being able, I mean, I, I, I assume, you know, it could get to the point where it, it's, it's going to be sort of an illegal term. Um, and there are, it's, it's, it's really gaining a lot of, uh, traction in New York. Um, you know, there's several industry groups and large real estate brokerages, um, there that are planning to eliminate that term master bedroom from all floor plan descriptions, all conversations. And, um, just basically, you know, it's going to be called something else and you know what the word that they're kind of throwing around as the um um as, as the replacement well i do primary i do yes primary bedroom and i you know what that makes yes. sense that that makes sense um in houston um they have completely eliminated uh that word from their multiple listing service. And um, they're saying that, it, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's demeaning, it's possibly racist, things of that, of that nature. Um, but they do go on, Gary, to uh, say, where did the word come from? You know, it's not really um, grounded in, you know, slave time, because, I, I, you know, that kind of a time, because, the first time it was recorded, did you see where where the the first time it was used? Uh, well, I, I I read an article about it, but they didn't okay. really uh, indicate where. Yeah, this one's where the term actually came from. Yeah, nineteen twenty six in the Modern Homes catalog by the Sears Roebuck and Company. The pamphlet offered potential buyers a kit they could use to build their own homes. A master bedroom was referenced in the second floor description of the most expensive home in the catalog, but not in the floor plan itself. Before this reference, most floor plans use the word chamber when referring to bedrooms. So Sears Roebuck 1926 is the first time that the, that the term has ever been used. I cannot believe, I mean, it is like the term to um, describe the largest bedroom. Um, and it's... Uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's probably got to go. I mean, I, it's not a big deal, you know, to just call primary bedroom, you know, um, and primary bathroom. Uh, and, um, they're, they're all, but they're, they're also talking about replacing other terms, um, like shared or his and hers, um, you know, walk up, which 
you know, I guess I can see that too. So there's a lot of words that, that there are like really taking a hard look at and saying, you know, these words need to be eliminated from real estate uh, in general, but especially in um, descriptions. Well, you know, this started in Houston. Yeah. You know, the Houston uh, Realtors Association started this movement. With By the way, that, the, the, Houston, the Houston Association of Realtors is like one of the strongest associations in the United States. Um, yeah, and, there, and, and there was there was a challenge to this, Jim. I don't know if you remember this. Back in 1995, uh, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD, uh, determined in in 1995 that master the, the term master bedroom was not discriminatory and that it did not violate fe- federal fair housing right. laws. And that's why the National Association of Realtors really hasn't created a policy regarding its usage until now. And so, yeah, you're right. This is we're gonna we're gonna see some change to the, some of the terminology that we've had uh, over the years, and uh, uh, just gonna be eliminated. And we're gonna come up with new 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 terminology to describe whatever it is that they're going to describe. Yeah. So it's very very interesting. Um, the world's changing pretty fast. So. Well, it is. It is. Yep. All right. So speaking of, and we were talking about New York. Um, you had told me that your your daughter's house closed, and you wanted to bring up some interesting things about the closing, and I'm very excited to hear about that. Well, you know, with real estate here, Jim, in the Twin Ports, we deal with you know Minnesota and Wisconsin, and, and we're used to the way we do things, and and uh, you know we're aware of things in other states, but but there are certain things when you when you find out about them, it's kind of like what? Yeah. <laughs> really. And and in the in the purchase of my daughter and son-in-law's house, you know, selling their house in Las Vegas, moving to Syracuse, New York, and and they just closed on on their house last week, uh, and and so uh, they, she, she, they were calling me as they were going to the final walkthrough, and they said, "Hey, what do we look for?" And I said, "Well, you know, go in and, and run the water, flush the toilets, make sure nothing's leaking, go look at the hot water heater." You know, make sure that there's not any damage in the walls. You know, just give it a look over and make sure the leaking type stuff is always a big thing to me, you know. And right. this house had the roof replaced as part of the deal, so it was a brand new roof. And uh, and so uh, uh, they got there and they, they did the walkthrough and they were all excited and, and uh, they were going to the closing. And they called me and, and I'm, I'm waiting to hear. And like three hours later, I, I texted them and I said, so is it closed? And... <laughs> She said, we're just leaving now. And and she wow. calls me and she said, unbelievable. They We got to the closing. They went over the statement. We had to come up with another $5,000 that nobody told us about. And really? we had to sit there and we had to get it wired. And they wanted to delay the closing. We didn't want to delay the closing. And this was done by an attorney. And so I said, well, where's your real estate agent? Why are you guys finding out that you have a $5,000 uh under uh, money that you should have known right. to bring this in prior to going in. She said, well, we haven't spoke to the real estate agent since our inspection was final, which was over a month ago. Yep. And I said, what do you mean you haven't? Sp-? I said, well, I said, who did the final walkthrough with you? And she said, well, that was the agent's assistant. And she said, we, once the inspection is done in New York, the real estate agent is done. Right. Yeah. It- and they have, 
Yep. I, I know I know how they close them. Yeah, they, they, I mean, I don't think a real estate agent or company can close. I think it has to close in an attorney's office. Isn't it that, does. Yep. Each side has to have their own attorney. And this attorney that they used, because my, my son-in-law is an attorney. And I said, you know, hey, what? He said, listen, it's low-level law. <laughs> and he said, this attorney made a lot of mistakes while we were sitting there, and we should have known this stuff beforehand. But uh, they, they, they didn't. And, um, but I just found that interesting. It's like, what, well, what the, was what the, the, what was the extra five grand for? I mean, what, what's that about? That's just well, a... in, in New York, you have to pay your share of the taxes of the year you're in prorated, which is like Duluth, uh, or, or, you know, St. Louis County, but you also have to pay the whole next year's taxes. So they had to, they had to prepay the taxes for 2021. Wow. And then they had to pay their share of the taxes for 2020. And and that was over $20,000. And so they apparently missed this year's tax-type money uh, that the sellers had already paid and had to credit them back. And the attorney, that was something that was never conveyed to them. And so they had to sit while the, the money, you know, they had to wire money from their account and go through all that. And so uh, it was just it, it's something that... They, the real estate agent, I mean, you and I, we, we would have been involved in that. Right, you know? exactly. And we re, we request these settlement statements beforehand so our clients can review them before they walk in that closing. And it is so rare for us to have that type of an issue up here. And the fact that that happened to me was just a little mind-boggling. Right. But uh, different states, different laws uh, when it comes to real yeah. estate. And that's so- just one of those things that... I'm just dying to know it's who received the prepayment of taxes because if the tax bill isn't even ready yet, is that is that going into their escrow account? Do they have an escrow account? Well, I I really don't know the answer to right. that one, but they had to prepay the taxes for 2021, and if whether or not it's an estimate, I I don't know. I, I at the time I really wasn't thinking about it. It was just like that just doesn't make sense to me. Right, but uh, it is the state of New York, and it it uh, uh, their taxes are extremely high for real estate, and it's. Uh, but the fact that they that this all got a little bit blundered, and you're sitting at a closing, right. it's supposed to be a happy event, a lot of energy. The walkthrough was great. You know, they're ready to go back to their house, and they have to sit at this closing for three hours because somebody didn't convey something that should have been, and it was the attorney's fault. You know, the attorney just didn't do uh, what they were supposed to do. And, and you have this last second uh, fire drill situation and uh, uh, they're caught in the middle. And it's like, what do you do? You have to present, you have to get the money or you can't close. Right. And so it's a frustrating experience. And uh, it's an unfortunate experience, too, you know, that that kind of dampens the excitement about buying a new house. Right. Well, you know, the other thing that we're not going to have really time to talk about it, except to say that I, I was reading up on um, another thing in, in New York, actually New York City, where they're like, they, they call them apartments, but, you know, they're condominiums. The the sale prices have plunged like 57%. Yeah. Yeah. It's, in, 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 in city, not yeah, outside. In of, city, of right. Yeah, city, they're but... all leaving. And I, I assume that that means that the real estate outside of the city is going up. You know, um, but yeah, that's that's crazy. So they have they have like all kinds of million dollar apartments for sale and whatnot that uh, you know one could get 
Yeah, apparently a good deal, you know, but uh, you and I aren't going to do that, I suppose, but yeah, crazy. All right, Gary, listen, we're on our, we're on our last break here, so let's take it, or our second to last break. Um, coming up next, I did an interview with Brian Bement of Results Mortgage because of the great and low interest rates, so that's going to be the segment coming up next, and then we're going to finish up. Um, after that with the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. So hang on there. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney, Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results every Saturday from 12 to 1 on KDAL 610 AM. And right now I'm recording an interview with a special guest and a friend of mine, uh, one of our co-workers here in the mortgage business. So I want to introduce everybody to Brian Bement of Results Mortgage, and um, Brian is uh, one of the loan officers that works for our company-owned mortgage company, and we wanted to get him in here to talk about those crazy real estate interest rates. So, Brian, I got an email from you, um, and here's your first question. Just got an email from you on Thursday that a couple of customers had locked in on a 30-year conventional mortgage for 2.375%. And your quote, your next statement in completion was unbelievable, period. So have you ever seen a rate that low? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me, Jim. Appreciate it. And uh, no, I have never seen a rate that low. Never thought I would see a rate that low. Um, to kind of put it in perspective, I would say kind of right when all the, the COVID thing kind of hit was when we started seeing the market really take a dramatic decrease in rates. And um, at that time, when, I, when we were pushing 3.125 on a 30-year, right. I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And speaking to a lot of clients at that time, like this is unbelievable. You know, I felt like I was giving really good advice. It's like you got to lock in these rates. We've never seen those rates before, so hopefully that kind of gives it some perspective of like to say two point three seven five when just a few yeah. months ago I was like amazed with three point one two five. To even give it further perspective on that, we were at. 2.75, 2.625, just a month ago. Right. You know, and so these rates just kind of came. It, it's to me, it's just again, I, I just, I can't understand. You know, I couldn't believe how we got to these rates, and I mean, it just kind of makes me speechless. So um, that is a really good rate, and if we, I'm just doing on my calculator right now, um, for every thousand dollars that you borrow over 30 years folks at a three point i'm sorry a 2.375 loan your payment is three dollars and 89 cents so now let me add a couple zeros on it so that we have a hundred thousand which makes your payment for a hundred thousand dollar mortgage not the purchase price the mortgage of three hundred and eighty eight dollars and sixty five cents that is crazy now, let's go back to, and let's compare this to, Brian. Uh, let's say it was 4%. So at 4%, it's 477. So factor that up, folks. 477, um, factor that up from 
Let me just do this one more time. 2.375. That's like a hundred bucks. You know, it's like it's like ninety dollars a month on a hundred thousand dollars. So if you're buying a three hundred thousand dollar house, you're saving yourself almost three hundred dollars a month in um, payment by dropping a one point, you know, basically one point four percentage rate. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. It is. So let's talk about the the process. Um, so with this, are you um, now you do you do first time mortgages for 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 first time home buyers? You do. Repeat mortgages for people who are buying another house and moving up, moving down, whatever. And then you also do refinances. Okay, that, that's correct. So, what is um, uh, which? Is there one that's busier than the other? Um, no, they are all busy right, right now. I mean, that's what's just basically as my head spinning. You know, it's trying to keep up taking care of, you know, getting the people that already own homes and refinancing them into better rates, obviously saving them hundreds of dollars a month, and then kind of keeping up with the purchases. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of people that, that support me and, and uh, tell other people about me, so I'm working on a lot of purchase loans as well. And, yeah, we, got, we have very long days right now keeping up with everybody, trying to make sure everybody yep. gets a piece of this. So how long have you been in the mortgage business? Um, I've been doing strictly mortgages for over 10 years, or okay. well, about 11 years, 2009. So this is the lowest rate that you've seen? Correct. In in those 10 years. So you got in, um, let's see, where was the recession at that Two, point? 2009, right after right after the, the bubble right. from the housing okay. crisis. Wow. So um, these rates are the lowest you've seen in over 10 years of doing this business. Correct. And it's the lowest rates that's ever been around. Yeah, it's it's but it's crazy. And when people when you think of that rate, I, I think the numbers are good that we can show that it makes a huge difference on a payment. You know, and the affordability factor for people buying a house um, is greatly increased by that. So um, now let's let's see if you're a prognosticator, you're willing. Gary and I um, and, and Gary is not here on this interview, but or he'd be asking all kinds of questions. So I know, I, but but Gary and I always try to predict what the rates are going to do, and guess how many times we're right. Um, I would say, if you're right ever, I'd give you one percent. <laughs> we are never kidding. right. You're right. How did you know? Come on. Because. I'm in this business and I'm never right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, well, do you want to prognosticate then? Do you want to like take a football guess and see? You know, is, is this is this going to be the lowest they're going to get? Do you think, or do you think it'll go lower? And and then, what do you think is going to happen going into the fall and maybe even after the election? I mean, I always want to try to guess, um, but again, this market has just been so unpredictable, proving me wrong every time. Um, I. I I don't think that they they'll get any lower than this. I just can't see how that would possibly happen. Um, I expect these rates to stay this low. Um, at least I would say a couple months would be my guess. Right. Uh, predicting out further than that, um, you know, it's just. So can I ask you another question? So oh, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, yeah. We just we, we'll put you on the record as, as stating that <laughs> yeah, you definitely. Know, you're unsure. Definitely put me on the record. Yeah. <laughs> unsure. Uh, that's fine because you know we're we're always wrong as well. But um, where was I? Where was my thought pattern? My thought pattern was, uh, oh, I know what in. So you're you're super busy, and we know this to be a factor, right? Yes. Uh, other than appraisals, 
what are you the most frustrated with when you're this busy? Because I know appraisals are slow right now, right? There's not much that um, I'm frustrated with besides appraisals. That's the only thing that I'm really frustrated with. Um, what I would say is, I would say it's more of a challenge, like just, again, making sure I'm following up with every client, you know. So uh, I don't know if that would fall under the, you know, category of frustration. It would just be like, just yeah. I'm frustrated if my, with myself. If I, I, have, I hold myself to a very high standard of really good communication, no, get Brian, back to my clients, you, you know. To a high standard. <laughs> <laughs> That's, his customers, folks, you got to understand, his customers, um, a, a big part of it is us, you know, um, happy, happy realtor, uh, happy lender, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, the, the appraisals are the the most frustration right now and it's and it's not their fault it's no it's not such a high high demand and they're just trying to keep up and doing the best they can as well so um, we all kind of need to make an adjustment and you know just be aware of that and just be a little bit more patient and I think our patience is worth it you know if it's a, if you close a week later than you were supposed to or or wanted to I guess right um you know should still be thankful when we're getting those kind of rates and Increasing our purchase power. Wow. So, um, you know, I know you didn't put this in your email, and I don't know if you know for sure, but so if the if the thirty year rate is two point three seven five, what would be the fifteen? Is that is that, that uh, two? Yeah, it's uh, I've seen one point eight seven five. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. Well, listen, Brian, we like to shamelessly promote our guests here, so why don't you give out your phone number in case you want more business? My uh, my cell phone is what I give out to all my clients so that they can uh, call or text me. Uh, it is 218-428-6401. Perfect. And I know that that's absolutely um, the same phone that all of his children call him on. <laughs> that is correct. So, that Brian, is correct. Like I said before, Brian, Brian is a, he's a great mortgage loan officer. You won't, be, you won't feel sad for calling him, that's for sure, and he's a great friend. Um, and he's very supportive of his people. And uh, if, if the thing I like about you, Brian, and, and there's many of them out there in our business right now, but, um, you know, hey, Jim, I don't think I'm going to get this done. And once in a while, you run into somebody that maybe they're, they've got a little bit of slow credit or whatever, and, and, and a lot of times they're not even sure. And, and the honesty is the big, the big point that, that everybody likes. And, you know, most of the time, everybody's approved with flying colors, but I, my hat's off to you for... Uh, um, the quick honesty, which is what which is what everybody needs to know. Thanks, Jim. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me, and I think it's very beneficial for all of us to to be very upfront and and honest. Okay. Now, one last really, really, really important question. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you think the Twins are going to win the World <laughs> Series? Uh, absolutely. I am. Um, a, do you I'm think a the Minnesota Bucks are going to win the uh, NBA championship? Uh, Absolutely, the, is what you're supposed Milwaukee to say. Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee um, Bucks, yep. Sure, on. sure. And then what do you think? <laughs> Vikings or Packers? Who's going to control the division this year? Uh, I think it's going to be the Vikings, but uh, it's going to be a three-way race between the Vikings, Packers, and Bears. That's right. It's, it's going to come right down to the end. All three of those teams have improved in the offseason. They're all very, very strong. And there are rumors that the Packers might go sign an Antonio Brown. Really? Yep. And then we're in real trouble. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, if he ever had a straight hit, it would be, yep. be a great pickup for anybody. Wow. Yep. All right, Brian, we'll give out your phone number one more time. This is Mr. Brian Bement from Results Mortgage. 
And uh, you can reach him at this number. Thanks again, Jim. My uh, cell number is 218-428-6401. All right. Very good, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back to finish up the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDAL. Hey, welcome back to the final segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here. Well, Gary, that interview with Brian um, that I had done was uh, was pretty enlightening, I thought. Um, interest rates are so crazy low right now. Um, like, he, you know, 2.375 on a 30-year fixed conventional rate. That is the lowest he's ever seen in 10 years that he's been doing in this business. And I, he said it's an all-time low. Well, listen, Brian's a good guy. And uh, he does his job well. And we've been trying to interview him for, I don't know, a couple of years. Right. And uh, didn't he come into the studio one day and he got so nervous he had to leave? Yeah, he's like, you know, we, we, we need to give him a, like a doggy downer or something so he doesn't get so nervous. But, I mean, he's a great guy and, and there's no reason he should be nervous because he's very, very knowledgeable, very intelligent. And uh, the interview went really well. And when he was done, he he it was like uh it, it was like he he got over a small milestone, so he really thanked me, um you know so I think that we can rely on 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 Brian in the future, but well listen he's a he's a he's a tremendous loan officer and he cares about his clients, yeah. and I think that that's imp- that's really important because with the mortgage industry today, Jim and, and everything that's going on, the fact that you you have a commitment to follow up and keep all your clients uh, in the know. Uh, it's very important because we all know how how, um, how complicated the financing process is, and there's so much stuff to to go on, and and between getting people's income verifications, work verifications, setting appraisals, credit scores, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of stuff that 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 a consumer has to provide to them, and and the fact that he stays on the consumers and and he keeps everybody in line, I think that's a great quality, and uh, uh, Brian's a great guy, and. Uh, He's a damn good fantasy football player, too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, well, yeah, and uh, I think that, you know, the industry, the real estate industry, financing industry, it, it's it's very, 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 you got to get your deadlines right because, man, uh, an appraisal is taking a long time in a lot of instances. Um, we were talking about home inspections taking a long time, you know, to get them even scheduled. These guys are booked so far in advance. Um, I tried to schedule a home inspection yesterday and they were already full for the next week. You know, so these things come into play too. And then, you know, Brian's got to juggle a lot of things. Buyers have to bring in information. Um, timely. I remember that we had a closing that almost didn't happen. And it was the beginning closing of a closing there where there was like four or five other houses that were selling, you know, in line, right? And uh, the buyer didn't get their insurance wrapped up in time, and we almost didn't have an approval by that closing date, and that would have that would have messed up all those closings after it. So yeah, you're right, and that wasn't the Brian client, but yeah, you gotta as a lender, man, they really got to keep on people to get them to get that information because it is really important, right? Yes. Okay. Well, final thoughts. We got about another thirty seconds here. Well, um, Jim, I just uh, again would like to thank everybody for listening to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show all these years. It's a pleasure to be here weekly with uh, with you doing and talking about Twin Ports Real Estate. 
uh, over and over and over again and everything associated with it. So, folks, if you have questions on real estate, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. Yep, and my phone number is 218-348-7653. So that's going to do it. Thanks for listening, and uh, tune in next week to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDAL. Baseball, KDAL 103.9, W28FBFM, and 610 KDAL AM Duluth Superior, a Midwest communication station.